must be hard coming home with nothing left to fight for. There's always something to fight for. I love the Rico Verhoeven. He's a strong fighter. There's only one way to get Angie back alive. I have to go get her. I am the most complete fighter in the world. The guy, yeah, motherfucker. You can call it the art of fighting without fighting. Stick around. Some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate on me. Dodge this. Oh, yes. Hello. Welcome to Dodge This Action Movies Unplugged, Season 2, Episode 8.MKV. My name is Simon Fielder, and, well, like no one cares, it's been a little bit longer since the last episode, um, but some uh, few changes, few exciting things. Sadly, Matthew is unable to join us today due to him being too busy and too popular. Those I've paraphrased essentially his life into that, but that that's what it comes down to. He will be joining us in future because he is uh, more excited than anyone about the new Mission Impossible. So I can definitely tease that episode with no further details of when it will be out in his place. However, we've got an absolute treat. Friend of the show, returning Dutchman. It couldn't be more relevant than today when we are talking about the Dutch-American movie Black Lotus starring Rico Verhofer. Joining me is actual Dutchman and expert on all things Dutch. I've, I've given him that title. I hope he's going to fill the boots accordingly. It is your friend of mine, Emile strecker Hello! <laughs> we did the mic check and immediately he's he's coming it's <laughs> coming so hot sorry so hot. i just thought like oh i'll do a book of mormon hello that'll be fun and then immediately blast over everything yes i know everything about the dutch and all the ins and outs and i'm i'm very interested in dutch culture because i'm dutch and i don't have any american leanings whatsoever when it comes to entertainment so no and that's why you sound anything. so dutch yeah that's why <laughs> That's why people who don't my know focus you has been mainly on the Dutch. I like this guy's obviously Dutch. Listen to his thick <laughs> Brabant <laughs> accent. <laughs> I love the Dutch. We are great people. Uh, now, now this I could. This I, I love the Rico for Hoover. He's a strong fighter. She's such <laughs> a strong fighter. You know what I mean? He's king. You know Rico. Oh my god. Yeah. Right. I want this All throughout the, the podcast. This is my favorite. <laughs> this is my favorite thing. I've been in the Netherlands nearly five years. I cannot do a good Dutch accent, but this this I enjoy a great yeah. deal. It felt like, listen, here's the background to this episode. We yes, all we all know, by we all, I mean people existing in the action spectrum. Is that Sure. Right? Yeah. Uh, extraction 2 recently dropped. I mean, if you listen to this in the future, this isn't relevant, but in a timely manner, we were all very excited about Extraction 2. Mm -hmm. It's been on the tip of everyone's tongue. I watched it the day it came out. Oh. It's yeah, it's great. It does exactly what you want. We I wanted to talk about it, but I thought, you know what? We watched the trailer for Black Lotus a while ago. Mm -hmm. We're in Amsterdam. Mm -hmm. It would be remiss if when I had a real Dutch human man, which I believe is what you are yep. on the pod. Confirmed. We didn't take advantage of that. Plus, 
This is probably going to be no uh, spoilers or further details, but one of my uh, last episodes of this podcast where I can see Amsterdam as I'm recording it, more excitement to follow listeners. Um, So I felt like we should do Black Lotus. And last episode, um, I think Matthew and I realized, came to the decision that there's just not a really good action film coming out every two weeks if you want to talk about new ones. So at some point you have to just decide what the film is and then talk about it regardless. Yeah. With all the information I currently have, I still think Extraction 2 would have been a better choice. (laughs) (laughs) And, And second to that... We could have talked about Fast X. Have you seen it yet? Yeah, I did. Okay. So, uh, you know, uh, we'll do a bit of Fast mistakes X. Mistakes were can, made. I'll, make, I'll do a brief, quick review without, <laughs> yes. without spoilers. Fast X. It's what the people want. It's what the people expect of me. I get it. I mean, I understand. Yes. I'll play one of my greatest hits and then we'll move on to just the trash solo album of, of one of the of the bassists of the band. With everything that I know Lotus. about you, Emil, it's you know everything about being Dutch and you know everything in the is about fast and furious <laughs> so those two things i feel like we could really lean into and as such why don't we just get started with Let's you know it. things other things you have seen that aren't our feature press which is black lotus please let's let's get let's start with the big boys Tell me about Fast X, please. Uh, well, f- f- it was I was a bit hesitant because I didn't love Fast Nine as much as I hoped I Hard would. Hard agree. Um, I mean, I would have to rewatch it to really put my finger on it, but it, it, I think it was just it was just a bit of a a mess for some reason. Remember I, when they I, went I can't to space? Remember anything. Yeah, that's the one they go to space. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think it was just too quick. Maybe because I, th- I may have even even on this podcast, I may have pitched this. I know I've pitched this to people. Like this is how you get to space in three steps within, like it's within three movies, right? Of, and also, if you're going to do it, do it with the final movie. It's a bit weird. To, anyway, to do it with the yeah. one that's two away from yeah. the end. And this just felt so like a casual. kind of a kind of a return to form in a weird way. Where it's like oh. we're, st- we're staying on Earth and we're just doing a shit ton of weird shit here that like it doesn't matter um like constantly if you want more of that go to leslie jones uh instagram her instagram account she has uh has a couple of clips up of her watching fast x at home <laughs> and giving commentary uh and it was pretty much my feelings throughout the, the movie she she captures going yes f- rolling ball of fire go get it hell yeah save that, the puppy i like the look of that because it reminded me of you know the safe from uh, yeah. Fast Five. I mean, and I know this one is like vaguely tied to that, Connected right? Slightly, yeah. But I was like, yes, that is the stuff I like in the Fast movies. Like, it is a, it is quite silly, but it's also like there's there's gravity, there's both both literal and yeah. uh, yeah, figurative gravity to it. Yes. You know, I will also say, <laughs> however, I, like I did also that. see him drive a car down a dam. So. <laughs> But it's but it's but I, like it's still the real world. Technically, you could probably it's all those individually. You may be able to do each one. Like you could like have a car fall down a dam and you know quote unquote drive it. Sure. But anything beyond it's the same thing with when they uh, was it the Burj Khalifa towers. Is that the yes? Is it the them or is it just the Dubai. one? Yeah, when they you know jumped out of one. Oh, yes, yeah, Statham. But they still do an explosion behind it to give it a little bit more force because otherwise it wouldn't make it, quote unquote. It'd be like a wily e. coyote, just like pew. It's like yeah, and you can absolutely drive a car out of that. That's possible. The yeah. next bit is not. 
But yeah. we're, we're going to throw something in there to just sort of go like, nah, we respect the laws of nature and physics, which we don't. But And sure. there was a very similar moment here with uh, um, uh, with John Cena's car that he drives at a certain moment. There's just silly shit where you go like, but that is what I would think as a six-year-old playing with my toy cars. This is exactly what I would do. And that is the joy. And I wouldn't, with a car, I would never bring that to space. I have a space shuttle for that. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. It was so, maybe too fancy. Would you say this seems a ridiculous thing to say, but they reined it in a little bit? Weirdly, yes. Okay. Um, because they went, well, they did this in Fast Night as well. Like the dialogue of a Fast and Furious movie is mostly exposition and explaining what's already happening. Right. I will also say there was so much of that going on in this movie that it was, that I laughed at a lot of it. Like there's uh, also, before I go into that, I don't know how you watch this movie without having like a quick recap of the other ones, because even I was like, yeah, sure. Her- you know, Helen might as well be here. Right. But like, they don't I, explain I, who the fuck she is. I vaguely <laughs> remember her from a previous movie. In fairness, before I watched nine, it had been, I, I only watched nine a couple of months ago because I yeah. thought, oh, I'll go and see Fast X. And then, and then I watched nine and I was like... I'm not going to go and see Fast X, actually. I don't, I'm not in the mood for it right now. But I had to watch like a YouTube, like, okay, five minutes. Here's what happened in every single Fast and Furious movie up until now. And it yeah. was like, oh God, I forgot those characters so, and people. And so much insane. Yeah. Insane. Uh, yeah. So without going into any spoilers, it did weirdly feel like a return to form just because they kept it on Earth, I guess. Um, <laughs> what a sales pitch. Yeah, because there's so many characters and like weird things that I really was like, you have to, at this point, do need to watch a few of them or a recap video. Otherwise, none of this makes sense or matters. And also, yeah, don't watch it and take it seriously because you're lost and done. Because there's not one character in there that is to be taken seriously. Sure. And even, (laughs) even if they die, there's still time. Yeah, it felt like they just did what they were good at. Unlike, here's a little segue, I watched the movie Love Again featuring Celine Dion. Oh, gosh, I watched the trailer for that, and I was like, what is this movie? Woo, it's bad. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So I went with uh, our dear friend Katie. Her and I were going to go see Celine Dion. She canceled the tour uh because she's ill with uh, katie canceled celine dion's tour yes katie did yeah why did she do that that's so rude because she felt she needed some off time okay uh no sorry celine canceled because she has a thing called stiff person syndrome which is far worse like it's a silly name for something i don't want to like make a joke about it because it probably is awful yeah Uh, however if ever there were a good reason to go and see this film that looks so bad that is that would have been that is, I will allow that. And Celine delivers. She's by far the best thing of <laughs> the movie. She plays herself in this movie, if, yes. right? Yes. Insane. And Insane. every piece she is in, it looks like a postcard or a poster. Like, it's perfect. Her background is perfect. She's made up perfect. And she is just sassy and throwing shade constantly. So I'm not going to go into the plot whatsoever, but the main dude is a journalist doing a piece on her. That's how she comes into the movie. Is it like they've wheeled her into a green screen studio for one day and they film all of her bits there or is she like it's a couple actually days. in the it's a couple movie? days for okay. sure no she's okay. in the movie it's not green screen she's, she's like interacts with other no, people no, and stuff and there's like put in at least four days i think oh wow okay, okay. <laughs> we'll circle back around to this when we talk but, about black lotus and frank grillo i suspect <laughs> maybe yes <laughs> um but like my 
go find Eclipse online if you like just Celine Dion throwing shade. My favorite one that I'm going to try and use in real life at a certain point is uh, like he's being indecisive about something, and she goes like, "Oh, can I see your can I see your hands real quick? Can I just see your hands?" And she's like, "Yeah, come over here, come over here." And like she takes his hands in her hands, like, "Huh, I swear it's because these are these are very manly hands, and you're acting like a boy." Wow. <laughs> <laughs> something that in an action movie i would also love you know what i mean sure it's constantly that anyway let's get celine in expendables 5 yeah i think we can do it well, i think we can do it yeah and also um, only watch the flash if you like batman from 89 because that nostalgia will get you through it but other than that don't watch the flash it's not a good movie gosh i don't know what i'm supposed to go and see at the cinema apart from indiana jones and even that appears to be absolutely dividing people uh, yeah, you already watched Spider-Man. Uh, Guardians was fun. So Spider-Man, that. I thought, was great. Spider-Man was fucking oh, yeah, so That good. actually got me back on the Marvel train. We took, Matt and I talked about it at length last episode, but I was I was out, and they got me back like, in. I hate that it's cliffhanger, and hate that apparently they're quite abusive to their animators. I don't like yeah, that. Don't love that. But right. the movie itself, I thought, was excellent. Oh, so good. Um, as for The Flash and Indiana Jones, they are both, as I've, I think I, did I say this to you in person, perhaps on, on Sunday, when you've got one of those unlimited cinema cards, you're like, yeah, I'll take a punt on it. But but when I have to pay the full like 15 euro Mm -hmm. um, and to come out and go, that was absolutely fine. I just don't, it doesn't (laughs) sit well with me. I don't know why. It's not a good feeling. And they don't let you buy the card for one month just to do that. You got to have it for like minimum three, I think. Yeah. There's no, uh, there's no way around it. Anyway, we've been waffling for quite a long time. Um, I watched Extraction 2. It was very good. Here's my one point, and I'll probably bring this up if I do manage to nail down Matthew to watch this movie, and maybe uh-huh. you have a, a thought on this. Why do we keep calling stitched together fake one-takes oneers? My pitch is this. We give that thing a new name. Because then, when they go, this movie features a twenty-one minute one take. Well, I mean, it's not it's not one take. It's like literally like a hundred different shots stitched together. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not. I don't know why we. But it like yeah. looks like a wanna, but it doesn't look like a wanna because there's loads of really obvious cut points. Yeah, and and really, it's sort of just marketing at this point. Like a hundred percent. Why? I don't have I don't have an idea of what to call it, but I just think if we just call it a different thing, then we can appreciate it for being technically still a very impressive feat to make it look like an event is happening in real time, yeah. like the Johnny Depp movie Nick of Time, which I know everyone's thinking about right now. <laughs> but then we don't need to be huh. like what comparing, you yeah, know, it's, old uh... boy or children of men to these i don't want to say fake in a derogatory way but they are like very no very i know, I know manufactured what you mean. one takes especially if it's just like one bit of, look i even felt that type of way about 1917 where i felt like i understand why you chose this medium because it does it really brings or it can really bring you into the situation if you don't cut away but it's like um i don't know my pitch would be a one camera action sequence yeah, or then it's like a of... real like real timer. I don't know. That's yeah, a... maybe like yeah, because that's what it is, right? The idea is that like, and it works great in Extraction Two, where there is this very extended like you see it play out mm-hmm. in quote unquote real time. But it just put me in mind of Carter 
a lot, which was like that to the nth degree. Mm. Anyway, the movie itself is is a really solid meat and two veg action. Oh. I absolutely recommend it to you and everyone's dad will enjoy it. Woo! Let's move on to some bloody trailers, mate. Trailers! Welcome to the party, pal! I just need a soundboard so I can play these all in live and then I don't have to ever edit the podcast, which takes so long. I just want my voice to fade out as you play the jingle for no, it. That's, don't that's worry, why I'll I keep, it. I'll keep, I love a bit. I'll keep all the bits in, mate. <laughs> don't you worry about that. This is, going, this is all going in. This is, we're streaming this live now. I don't oh, have time God. for editing. All right, trailer. We're in the trailer park. Okay, let's grab do the these in order. Chair, sit out, grab a beer. First of all. I'm here for it. Expend four balls. Expend four balls is, is coming through. Expendables yeah. four. This feels, and don't take this the wrong way, but maybe do. I feel like you're a fan of the Expendables movies, and I. You would think so, wouldn't you? But just I'm I basing it so. purely on like the Fast and Furious vibes. Mm-hmm. I watched it, definitely the first one, and I suspect that is where I stopped. <laughs> I think I saw the second one as well. I never got my hands on the third because one. i see clips from the second one and i go i don't think i've seen what joins these together i know scott adkins is in it i know arnie is in it but i just yeah. think the first one disappointed me and i was like no nah, yeah. then i heard the third one was either better or worse and i was like i can't remember i don't know now real. this one i'm like well i mean as soon as 50 cent shows up in anything i'm off board <laughs> it was i literally this is what i wrote down underwhelming except the ship yes there was it just- also because it was also the trailer is so also this was this the one there were two of them where it says trailer starts now is that a new thing that I missed no that's that's the the teaser for the trailer attached to the trailer right which I don't weird. Makes me feel old because people makes me are feel just like, like they think I'm dumb. Like I don't know what a trailer is. You're like you, I clicked on it. I clicked. Right. On, I know what I'm watching. But you've got they've got five seconds to capture your attention, so they have to be like things that are about to happen in the trailer. But then but they quickly. lose it so quick by just cutting back and forth. And uh, I hated this trailer a lot. Oof. I just thought it was a bad trailer. The movie might be great for all I know, but it's just flash, 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 flash. And like, I don't know what the fuck the story is. I really, with this trailer, I've been thinking about this for a while. I miss the inner world voiceover because now they put in so much exposition in movies as well, or just random lines that seem like they're just there for the trailer because otherwise they can't tell the story. And really, all you need with the trailer is give me the premise. Yeah. And if that is fun, if you can if you can hook me with that, then I can enjoy the rest of the movie. And with this, like, there's I don't know what the premise is. That is I'm a not good point, watch actually, this. that the inner world guy could really... In a world where action heroes are out of a job, the old guys are back together to fight their biggest adversary yet. Meet them, meet them, meet them. Each other. Yeah. Yeah. I guess in the inner world where everything is... Uh, a sequel to a sequel to a sequel. It's like, yeah, it sort of doesn't matter what the plot is, right? Especially so. with these, where like the the selling point is how many names are above the title. Yeah, but yeah, having not seen the two in between, I'm very on the fence with this. I'm I love that you know Tony Jaa is in it. I love that Eco is in it. Eco needs to be in more things and mm-hmm. be given 
chances to shine. Exactly. He's, he's, he'll obviously be great in this. Uh, you know, I, I do like Statham's action movies, by and large. I do, but that whole sequence with him and Megan Fox, like, that, uh, I so little chemistry, <laughs> or was that just me? It all just felt so manufactured. Yeah. And some of the shots in the trailer, maybe they're not finished yet, where someone's, like, sitting on top of a tank, just with yeah. the most awful green, green screen. screen. <laughs> Why do why I don't know if it was this trailer actually or, or one of the other trailers, but did, was there someone jumping out of a plane in this? I feel like there probably was. Maybe, but that's the point. Like that's a side effect of the next, next flash, 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 flash type of trailer, which I lose all sense of where did I see what and why am I supposed to yes. be interested in this? Yes, it's mad, isn't it? It's terrible storytelling. I am fully ambivalent about this, and I'm ready to be excited and delighted but i think like if, even if you're handed the reins to this to make it you're under such and I, and this probably is exactly the same with the fast movies you can't really make it anything more than like what it has been before or what people expect right it's like how yeah. do you make it special and different and exciting but also have it tick all the expendables boxes i think to some degree this is what the latter, or no, in fact, all of the Mission Impossibles have done is that, like, they each do check all the Mission Impossible boxes, but you manage to get, like, the sort of directorial stamp on each of them, you know? You can be like, oh, that's the John Woo one, that because it's got it's got John Woo written mm -hmm. all over it. You know, the the J.J. Abrams one was that mm -hmm. one. It had all the fucking like lens flares. And then <laughs> and then, you know, Chris McQuarrie just is just like, and now this is how they will be. And no argument so far, because he has been knocking it out of the park. But I it seems like with the fast movies, I I don't know who directed which ones with no. the expendables. I know that the third one was it simon west i don't know i think i started with a reasonable point and then i i, I lost <laughs> it by lost. not having seen the in-between expendables <laughs> uh, for good examples fair enough i do, but no but that's the other thing like there's no hint even of a story whatsoever it's like at least with fast you know family's in danger and we got to save them there's a MacGuffin, and it probably can destroy the world Oh yeah, I, which one was that? Till everyone no, was it the Expendables, the World War Three one? Yeah, if we don't stop it, it's World War Three. Oh, I mean, this is also the the plot of Heart of Stone, which we're about. That's to the one. Okay, yeah, yeah. all right. Let's just go straight into that then, sure. since we segued into it. Segwayed, so. Since uh, we're talking about a MacGuffin device that can somehow destroy the world, which I think was the plot of a. Of Fast Nine or of all of eight, them, pretty much. Whatever, whenever, <laughs> after, like, after six, <laughs> yeah, whenever Charlie's Theron kind of arrived, I still don't know if she's like a goodie or baddie, but there was some sort of a like you know a MacGuffin Pulp Fiction briefcase that has some fucking bit of tech in it. You know they've got to get anyway. In Heart of Stone, Gal Gadot plays the uh, spy hero who's team is destroyed and must go on the lam to prove her innocence while also stopping a mysterious MacGuffin that can destroy the world from falling into the evil hands. Yep. Did I get that about right? Yeah, pretty much. This one definitely has a lot of people jumping out of planes yep. or skydiving or parachuting, yep. which I think in a post Iron Man 3 Mission Impossible 
world mm-hmm. is is just a quite a bold move because it's so hard to do well. <laughs> yeah. It's so easy to do it in a fucking studio and then it looks like, you know, a Netflix movie. Like the skydiving in The Grey Man, where you mm-hmm. were like, this is tolerable, but... F- f- Black Widow has an all sequence in the air, which also doesn't look great. Yes. But part of it, and now we come back to like the one one camera action sequence, is you know when Tom Cruise didn't need to hang off of that plane, you could have done that shot in studio and still have it be impressive. Because what makes it impressive is you start on that plane and it takes off and you don't cut away. Yeah. So you're forced like, oh no, the ground is leaving. The ground is getting further away. When if you just Jump on, have him on the side, cut away, cut to the pilot, cut back to him. You're like, yeah, he's on somewhere in the studio, hanging on to the plane, whatever. It doesn't draw you in. It it doesn't slow down enough for you to take all of that in. When you know, it's great that he did it for reals. It adds something for sure. But yeah. even if you were to fake it and just keeping that one shot there, it just forces you to come to terms with this is happening. This is what we're doing. Fair. Deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> I, for Heart of Stone, I'm half on board. I'm yeah. ready for Looks a fine. sort of another, and I mean, I, I mean, I'm ready for it. Clearly, there's an audience for it, and clearly, Netflix is so gagging for their own, another, uh, an IP that can like spawn sequels and what have you, like Extraction yeah. Two. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just like, I imagine it's done well enough, and there's probably already chat about making a third one. Yeah. But with the Gray Man, I I think a sequel got greenlit. Don't know, but they're like we need we need our own Mission Impossible. We need our own James Bond, right? Yeah. And this feels like another swing at that. That maybe yeah, Red, Red Notice was another one. Red Note, the Old Guard, all these sort of things where yeah. you're like, ah, oh, if it was, if it was just a bit better, I think <laughs> you could have really been onto something. Like the Old Guard was like, yeah, I think the next one might be might be might be better now they sort yeah. of nailed it all nailed down but they, all the ideas if they, if they go into it with that state of mind it, it all focuses so much on setting up for the next one rather right. than just just make a good standalone movie and you can take those characters and say like all right this is where we ended up okay what can we do now yeah and if you don't kill any of them you're good to go like montages in that sense get underused a lot in hollywood because it helps you out of a lot of terrible plot situations. Like, all right, we need to montage out of this. <laughs> Something that like with Indian movies, I fucking love. It's just like, all right, we're going to quickly explain why this matters in a flashback of five minutes with a song. <laughs> Boom, go. And you're invested. It gets explained to you. You understand. And now stuff has consequences because you're invested to it. Yeah. Uh, but this, yeah, seemed fun. The trailer teased a lot. It wasn't as as the other ones. True. It's got money. Clearly, it's got like money behind it. Which exactly, which makes me a bit more hopeful for the set pieces. Yes, set pieces where you're like, okay, could be good, could be good, could be good. However, it also had that very Netflix vibe, and that I don't know why that's a thing when it's not like Netflix aren't the studio. I mean, they're funding it, right? But like, Mm -hmm. someone a production company is making it, and they're. And I don't know if there's something imposed by Netflix about how things need to look or be, or it's something about the digital with the CGI on it. It's like the difference between this, what this looks like, and what Mission Impossible looks like. And granted, that might be because Mission Impossible has four times as much money. But 
there's that sort of muddy tone and just too much digital fuckery, I would say. I don't know how truthful this was of the dude on Instagram saying he worked on, um, oh, what was it? What recently came out? Was it Fast 10 or Guardian? No, it was about the Flash movie. Ah. Um, cause there was a lot, there's been a lot of criticism on CGI and rightfully so some of it looks terrible. Oh no. Uh, and like DC's had problems with that before in the past. If you don't know if you, I can't remember which one it was where, um, they had to get uh, Superman back in and Henry Cavill, but he had <laughs> a mustache. mustache cause he had just, the mustache for her, um, Mission Impossible. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And it just looks awful. It's like, you could, come on, even with makeup, like, what is it, Cesar Romero from Batman 966 <laughs> look, had, capped his mustache, but even that looked better. Um, but he very much said, like, no, the movie, like, the comp or the, the studio wants to make this movie. They know how many sequences there are of this, and they just shop around, and whoever can make it cheapest right. and willing to do it is going to get it. So money is definitely an issue there. But what they don't do is like, oh, we don't want to give this amount of budget, so we should figure out other ways to do this. Maybe we can do some more cheaper practical stuff or work some way around it. No, but I think they just then keep it and just do it for less, which makes it look shittier. I'm always reminded of uh, uh, Jurassic Park, where I'm like, but stuff looked great there with the T-Rex. It's like, It holds up. It's pretty good yeah. still. And then you see the flash, and you're like, that can't this more than 30 years. Or no, it's 30 years exactly. No, 92. You could de-age Batman. <laughs> well, no, that's the best bit of it. Like, yeah, I yeah. fully enjoy seeing <laughs> Keaton just oh, going for it. That's I'm That draws me in, to be fair. Like, I'm intrigued. But Yeah, watch it at home for free for, just for Keaton. Keaton yeah. is awesome. Uh, but only if you have that nostalgia for the old one. I can't see any kid going like, Batman was the best part of this movie. No. No. That's, <laughs> that's 100% nostalgia. That's, that's the problem with getting older, isn't it? That exactly. We'll never be children again, and uh, we'll watch Heart of Stone and be like, that was fine. Was, yeah. Hope, All right, well, we've got two more trailers. Yeah, let's let's go. absolutely burn through these. Firstly, The Island. I put this in. Uh, because it looks very low budget and it stars Michael Jai White. And we're also talking about another fairly low budget action film. So I wanted mm -hmm. to bring everyone's expectations back down to like, come on, these are the, not every movie can be Mission Impossible. Let's see what the levels are. Some of them now look like they were shot on an iPhone without the use of a special lens. I think Michael Jai White has so much potential and he's such oh, a good God, martial yes. artist and he's just given such bad everything like he just he just i know, I know he's he wants we all gotta work right he's not he's gonna take the work why can't uh, yeah. anyone put Are him in sure? a good movie he that I, but that is indeed what bothered me bothered me about watching this i'm like but he's way better than this why is he not getting the work or like slightly infuriating. more and there's what well, no, i i have so many questions like this and i think <laughs> i what it's like you what and maybe we get to this in a bit, but let's take this example. Mm. I would love to have a candid conversation with Michael Jai White. And actually, Scott Adkins is actually quite good at this because he talks about movies and is is sort of candid to a point that you don't get from a lot of, quote unquote, you know, Hollywood people. Mm. Like, especially in more recently, say, with like Accident Man 2, I'd listen to interviews when he's very honest about how hard it is to make a movie and like how hard it is to get the money to make a movie and do this, that, and the other. And you're like, okay. And when you kind of hear it laid out, you're like, well, uh, you know what? It's fucking hard to make a movie and you've made a pretty good one. 
So when you see like Michael Jai White in movies like this, I would just love to like hear him, you know, off the record being like, look, we had like two days to do this and we needed two weeks. So this is the best we could do. Like they wouldn't, the guy who choreographed the thing wasn't like, didn't, wasn't good at shooting this way or like the director didn't have experience in like shooting action scenes the editor, blah, blah, blah. The, you know, I mm. would, ju- I just want, I sort of just want to know, and I haven't even watched the movie, but I think I can say with some degree of certainty, it's not going to be great. No. But it is, ma- it is getting made. So people must watch it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like there's just this such an incredible, I, I think I just want to talk to more industry people to like get the inside scoop. But even then, getting the like the real answers that aren't like this is more than my job's worth so i can't really actually tell right. you the details yeah it's like fuck the only way you know is basically by you know making a movie no, it had a really good line self. in it though uh, which kind of made me sad because i feel like oh this is a really good line and it might not show up in another movie which is uh he took he takes out his gun and said that's right i had it and i didn't use it i was like that's so badass <laughs> Yeah, I like Especially that. Especially after you just kick the shit out of somebody. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. That's right. I had it, and I didn't use it. Because with so many movies like that, and it happens in Black Lotus quite a bit, well, I was like, oh, no, the gun is jammed, or can't use guns, so we have to do fist fights. And the fact that he chose to do that because he Lovely. knows he's, oh, I love that. Love and I haven't even seen it, but that was worth it alone. That was pretty good. The man is an absolute good. beast. And given, you know, given the opportunity, he can really go to town. I just, uh, if this trailer no. is the best it has to offer, I'm, I'm worried he's, he's not being, he's not giving them, being given the material. We keep, I keep having Michael J. White trailers on this podcast <laughs> every time. Because we love Every it. time I'm disappointed. Right. One more quickly. It's till Death Do Us Part uh, featuring Cam Gigandit from, uh, from Never Back Down, right? I'll take your word for it. <laughs> He's in Never Back Down. He's also in um, um, Angry Naughty Naughty Santa, Angry Christmas, White Christmas, um, Stranger Things, Santa. Mm. Oh, is that Santa Slays? Violent Night. Violent Night. Sorry. <laughs> Santa Slays might be the Goldberg one. I can't remember. Did you enjoy that? Was a little uh, was a little journey of, uh, of brain association there, live on the podcast. <laughs> Got there eventually. Uh, yeah, my note on this was what question mark? Yeah, mainly because I look, I love a bright kicking people's asses in a in a in a uh, you know a, a wedding dress, but the trailer does nothing to explain why this is no. happening at all. No, not one bit. It feels like, like a good. Concept. I need to know something. Why are the bridal party allowed to try and murder the bride? Yeah. Just quickly tell me that, and then I'm delighted to see her. Absolutely. Quite kicking some quite serious ass in this, which looks, it yes. looks like it could be very fun. Yeah. It was like, uh, I don't, but I don't know, because you're not telling me why she got into this situation. If that's really stupid, it's not going to be as fun, I guess. No. But yeah, the action looked, looked pretty pretty good it looks like it could be uh some some throwaway uh fun she's, she's reminded me of the princess that was the name of the movie right a little bit like the princess yep. yeah except uh, right. in the princess i don't think anyone gets stabbed in the dick that i remember i mean that was my only criticism of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> three out of five more no n- no dick stabbings no dick stabbing sorry you lose a star because of that big hopes for the sequel <laughs> All right, I think we've done, we've 
dawdled enough in the trailer park. And, uh, you know, that, my hope is that we will have filled up Good enough hand. time because I suspect... We're not going to have too much positive to say about Black Lotus. Uh, no. So good old hang at a trailer park. Join me. Take me by the hand and come with me into the feature presentation. <laughs> That's me driving out of the trailer park. And now, our feature presentation. Dodge this. We are talking about the 2023 movie Black Lotus. It's a co-production, I believe, twixt the Netherlands and the US. But since me and Emil are both in Amsterdam, mm -hmm. this movie takes place large. La, la, I say largely. All, all of it, pretty much. <laughs> supposedly largely in Amsterdam. It yeah. definitely features some Amsterdam scenery and very Amsterdam-y things. So what better way um, than a real Dutchman and another human man, me, who is in Amsterdam to get into this movie? It's also, the trailer at least, sold it as, a beer, you know, action. Rico mm -hmm. Verhoeven, who is a kickboxer. Yep. World champion, I think, still. Well, every time I have a question about something Dutch, Emil, I'm going to ask you. Gosh, darn it. Can you, can you answer my question in your best Dutch accent? Who's Rico Verhoeven? Uh, he's the king of kickboxing. <laughs> That's my favorite. <laughs> Literally my favorite. Um, okay. Do you, um, also, um, not a bunch of people. Yeah. generic Dutch person. Do you, can you give us a little um, sum up of the plot of this movie, such as it is? So Rico uh, is a soldier. And uh, he 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 goes back to Amsterdam, and then a little girl gets kidnapped, and he gets her back. Uh, but he, he's very troubled. And that's, that's a uh, great yeah. sum up. Thank you. That's Yost. pretty much it. That's really solid. Actually, <laughs> that's the plot. That is that. In a way, that is the plot, isn't it? And yet, the little girl doesn't get kidnapped until forty-eight minutes into it. I wrote it down. So far into the fucking movie. <laughs> okay, let's. Let's say some good things about this movie first, because I feel like it's very easy to pile on, and I, I, I think we'll be able to do that without any real uh, effort. Okay. On the plus side, how many action movies come out of the Netherlands? Yeah, not a lot. Or are set in Amsterdam? I feel like a few have had scenes in Amsterdam. I think the Hitman's Bodyguard yep. had a an Amsterdam bit, yep, had right? Yeah, some sequence. Can't remember anything else off the, off the top of my head no not big ones no. uh the last spider-man movie has uh, he goes to dutch jail and he gets picked up in a <laughs> tulip field right. so that was great for our image uh <laughs> when I you're on the on, when you are on the other end of it yeah. like for such like a brief moment of time which gets done to other countries constantly right you realize oh my god they do just pick the two three cliche things drop them in there and that'll get you sold we're we're in france somewhere show the eiffel tower real quick. we're in just london it. mate oh, i'm matter. coming out of a red telephone Rich. box yeah. in front of big ben <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. you're yeah and when you actually walk around you're like none of this is really true true no. so all right fair enough. i remember i remember saying that spider-man in a dutch cinema and people sort of being like hooray the netherlands yeah, come on, on mate <laughs> <laughs> Spot on. This yep. again. This again. All right. Hey, well, we represent Tom. Welcome to our oh, come up now. At least it wasn't set in the red light district. Yeah. There was there, next, ticked, next one. Ticked some boxes. So this is, um, 
yeah, set in Amsterdam, ostensibly. And that is represented in a few, you know, nice drone shots over the canals. Rico runs runs over the old, what do you call that one bridge? The old the old bridge? The, uh, I don't, called? no, no, no. He doesn't run over the Macherbrug. No? No, it's a different one. Okay. It's the one that lights up. Or they shot it real weird. That lights up nicely at night. What's that bridge? I don't know if it goes up Not in there. that it's the Macherbrug. Yeah, he runs I'm... over that like twice on his little no, run. No, that's a different bridge. Different bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, you are the Dutch expert, so I have to the, defer to you it's on because, Well, it's so the Macher is essentially thin, and the bridge he's running on is not that thin. Oh, so either, but also either they shot a real weird, maybe, uh, maybe it was implied. It, maybe it was. I don't know. Fuck. Now, now so I'm they check an, doubting boxes. everything. There's like, there's some tulips. He runs over famous bridges. Final sequence take place on the Krasnopolsky Hotel, even though they yes. named it as something different. They but did, the sign yep. is too big, so they can't shoot around it somehow. That's right. Which yeah. annoyed me. Yeah. <laughs> Um, there's a shot in uh, Dam Square at the end, the famously outside of the. Oh, um, we'll get to that. Hold on, sorry, yeah. And um, also, he when he gets off the train, he gets off a Sloterdijk station, which I found very, very, or quite realistic in a way. Like he probably doesn't live near Central. It's very expensive. He's probably more. If you want a big house, you're going to be out there. No, that was definitely just. To that's budget. Yeah, yeah, you can't, yeah. You can't shoot even at even Ocean's Twelve shot at Harlem Station for Amsterdam really? Central. You can't shoot there. It's Incredible. just logistically impossible. I think because if uh, if Brad Pitt and George Clooney can't get Amsterdam Central, who can? But I get on train every day on the track they shot that movie. <laughs> well, it speaks to I think like a lot of the things in this movie that like budgetary constraints right and so i think well when you set out your stall of this is set in amsterdam like you, you've mm-hmm. already set yourself quite a tough challenge because as you say like well you can't shoot at the main station also like the center of amsterdam is so busy that to film anywhere near canals and stuff is just like logistically insane yeah to shoot in damn square i feel like j- just the fact that the shot exists is like congratulations you managed to get Dam Square shut down for one hour at 5 a.m. on yep. a Monday morning. Yep. Great yep. job. Un- unfortunately, does it add anything really apart from like, it's that looks lovely? No, it makes for a very disappointing finale, yes. is what it does. Because <laughs> you knew, like, oh, you didn't have it for that long. Did That's that why time. this is the end of this movie. <laughs> Yeah, it's just... I feel we can spoil a little bit because we're not going to advise anybody to see it. And no. quite frankly, the people listening to this are not going to watch it. Right, I think. I mean, even neither of us were going to watch this, but it seemed like true. It seemed like a great idea twenty four hours ago. But to give people a, a taste of sort of how bad this movie is, um, after the premiere, there was you know this it's a celebrity premiere. All these celebrities and friends come along, and when that happens afterwards, it's all gushing reviews. The gushing reviews from one of these celebrities was. Um, I'm so impressed that he did this. Oh, no. It's like, yes, what was my thought when I saw the trailer? Like, that's a great sizzle reel for Hollywood. I understand why he did it. Yeah. I don't expect it to be good. I just didn't expect it to be this bad. It's like when you come (laughs) off stage and someone goes, how do you think it went? Okay. So why is it so bad? What what are your thoughts? I have my thoughts. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So let me say, Amsterdam looks nice in this movie. Rico Verhoeven is a large man in this movie. There, you know, people, other large men have had very successful careers in movies. Mm-hmm. 
when they were maybe quite dull at the beginning. So I don't want to write him off entirely based on this. Frank Grillo, I would say, is that was my the best thing. he can be in this movie. He, he was he was good. I assume nothing wrong. Half of the budget went on getting Frank Grillo, <laughs> although increasingly his choices baffle me. He seems to have sort of gone from almost A list, sort of B list, being in quite a lot of good things to increasingly. He was in Marvel. He was in. He's in a bunch of Marvel movies, right? He's also just in a lot of straight-to-video dreck recently. Mm. And again, I know everyone just wants to work, but this one, you're like, maybe he just wanted to spend a week in Amsterdam. Fair play. Because I think he probably had three days work on this. (laughs) Maybe maybe four. I think it was a week. Could have been. It could have been a week because, you know, they had He's to in it quite a bit. have a whole day in Dam Square. They had a day on the roof. It's not like Chelsea Grammer and Money Plane, which was before lunch. Fair. It's not like Steven Seagal, you know, turning <laughs> and being <laughs> doubled. But like, My- it is Frank Grillo's face all the time he's talking. And somehow he manages to say the lines and not sound as dreadful as everybody else in, in oh this movie. God. Like, yeah. he, he, he elevates the movie. Um, at the beginning, there's a scene in a theater, which is okay. It, I will say no, this. I hated that too. Technically, most people did a solid job on this movie. Nothing is out of focus. The sound is good. It <laughs> You're looks, really impressed that they did it. <laughs> it just looks fine. There's a couple of shots that are quite nice and imaginative. There's a shot where he sat on a bench and the camera sort of goes like 360 yeah, around him. There's a couple a of TikTok feel, sorry. A couple of like nice uh in-camera edits. There's one quite nice dead body idea and I don't know the budget. If I knew the budget, I think maybe I could say and for the money they've right made the best thing they could. And I think re- even without knowing the budget, we can say every all of our criticisms yes. are probably the answer is we didn't have time, we didn't have money. A lot of it. My main issue with this movie is the um, the just sheer amount of illogical choices that are constantly being made, plus the storytelling is all over the place. And it starts with that very first sequence, which is an orchestra getting ready to rehearse because there's not an audience. But then for some reason, there is theater lighting, which I don't think happens ever when somebody's rehearsing. So that pissed me off as a theater technician. It's <laughs> like, I would definitely not be here for this. Yeah. This is bullshit. Um, but they surprise this orchestra and take him hostage. The SWAT team is like six seconds behind them. And I'm like, couldn't stop them before they went Good in. Good effort. Yeah. Couldn't, couldn't do that. But then there's a complex bomb situation. I'm like, when the fuck did they set that up? Like, he didn't show you didn't show me time passing maybe that did ha- did happen maybe there is an explanation for it but you're not and throughout the movie there's a bunch of i feel like you cut something out that is kind of mission critical to me understanding it but i can also see maybe they went uh it's too long no one cares we need to cut stuff out because even in some dialogues i don't think i wrote that bit down though shoot um but the husband paul is reacting to his wife and he's repeating back something that she didn't say. Right. I was like, ugh, this, oof, you couldn't, mm, couldn't fix that, huh? Um, I'd love to talk to the editor of this movie. I bet they've got some 
answers. Oh, they got hats and some thoughts. Oh, that's a good one. We may be able to track them down. They might be willing to come on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, for, perhaps. It's not, it's not a Hollywood one. So, I mean, yeah, for me, I think it the it falls down immediately on the script, and I don't want to lay the blame entirely at the feet of Tad Daggerheart. Who has I do the that is a great name and also that on his IMDb great... he has a story credit on Expendables Four so <gasps> maybe this worked as a calling card. Well, maybe I don't want to watch Expendables Four now. <laughs> but my word, this is like it's like the sort of bullet points on a napkin of a movie. That's exactly what I wrote down. It's like this feels like watching the beer coaster idea. It's just like, oh, and then we have this scene, and then he gets pissed over here, and then this happens, this happens, and then he, he kind of says, hey, what's going on with you? Right. And instead of writing the actual dialogue, they just went with that. Nothing is fleshed so out. So much. They're like, okay, so at the beginning, there's like a tense hostage situation in a theater, and then for the rest of the movie, that is irrelevant. Also, for some reason, one of the orchestra so of is the bad guy, for no reason. We don't see him ever also, again. Also, the trained special forces operative Rico Verhoeven just decides to go Fucking rogue for absolutely, <laughs> no absolutely reason. no reason well, at the top of the movie. No, no, yeah, not no reason, but okay. it, it, he's been very clear about not, you know, not jumping the gun, and he very much does that. Yes. Even, yeah, even though he's already too late, so it's not. Yeah, absolutely. No, no There's no like this guy. He's a hothead. He's, he's got to be, he's, buddy, we keep him around because he's so good but at his no work. But there's no character development. Nothing. He barely says anything for, well, the entire movie, to be fair. Certainly the first <laughs> half of the movie. What I don't get is, Rico Verhoeven wants to be an action star. Great. He's, fu- he's yep. a fucking enormous man, and he's a kickboxer, right? There's been innumerable people before him yes. that have achieved this success, right? It's, yep. it's a well-trodden path. Fair he play to him. Looks good. A lot of he thought takes shots. his shirt off a lot in the movie, Ooh. and he's he's very ripped. He seems like he's nineteen feet tall. I don't know. He was standing next to a young girl. There was the perspective I couldn't work out. But he seems mm-hmm. like he's a huge guy. And if the qualifications for being an action star are you are huge, he's there. He's there. he's right up there. Hundred percent. Oddly, for a movie that war is supposed to launch him. I find it an interesting decision that for two thirds of the runtime, he is not doing anything resembling action. I wrote down Rico's face 90% of the time is the old, I'm going through so much, but I can't show it. Literally ridiculous. Also, so that sequence happens, then it goes like five years later, and he shows up at, uh, so his, his captain, like his boss, his cap, I don't know what they call it in the, in the SWAT team. Um, dies uh, in that place. So it's his fault that his captain dies. 100% is his fault. 100% his fault. Um, it just doesn't deal with that for five years whatsoever. Shows up to his widowed wife. No, he just goes to chop some wood in Eastern Europe. <laughs> yes. Just cut some wood. He just goes to work at a you know, wood factory in Eastern Europe. So you know, we can see him take a shirt off. How, like you bit. do? Yep. Yeah. Um, and then just shows up like, uh, oh, by the way, I know I didn't show up to the to the funeral, which blew my mind. Like, what the, f- what? You didn't go to the funeral? How dare you? Like, it's the honor among your SWAT team, surely. You know, those are your comrades, your brothers. His fucking captain says it at one point. This is your family. The movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You didn't bother to go to his funeral because you had a tough time. His pregnant wife 
needed a fucking shoulder to cry on, and you left. Which then she says to him, and I'm like, thank God, you are right. Get the fuck out. And we do. And then I remembered, oh no, the little girl comes in because of the fucking trailer. I'm like, oh, she needs to be kidnapped. And then five seconds later, she's outside. I oh, actually come back in. We have a spare room. You don't have anywhere to stay. I'm like, ugh. Yeah. And it does that quite a bit throughout the entire movie. Yeah. Um, and like illogical stuff again, like, oh, and here's a closet full of my dead husband's clothes that you're free to use. Like, he's two feet shorter than him. Yes. What are you talking about? I'd love it if he just stepped out in, like, a T-shirt that sh- showed his belly button. And, like, like, oh, thanks. Thanks like, for letting me love this. pusher trousers <laughs> that were really tight. Like, I think I'm going to go to uh, H&M, actually. These are dreadful. I'm got, I've got to be in Damn Square later. There's three Sorry. H&Ms in a one-block radius, mate. And also, it, it, that didn't need to happen at all. They didn't need to say that. Yeah. You could, why couldn't he have... Does not have his own clothes or buy some clothes? Why we don't? It doesn't matter. It's like going to a gas station to get gas in a movie. We we don't ever see it because it's we don't need to know. It happens. It's fine. There's it's not so relevant much information in this movie that happens, and it's just uh, like there's a Rocky run without a montage. It blew my mind. That's the, where he runs over. Yeah, one of the, the bridges. Maybe <laughs> the Mahavra. <laughs> but I have my doubts. Anyway, <laughs> twice, twice he runs over that same bridge. Yeah. They've got the they've got the drone up, mate. Put him in a different hoodie. Oh, but that's that whole sequence. Yeah. But they, they do a bit, which I sometimes do in videos when I realize I don't have enough footage. All right. Let me cut something in between and cut back to it because it is a good shot. Exactly. But then I don't have anything else. I got a good shot. I'm putting it in there regardless if it helps or is useful. Oh, my God. There's the here's, I think, and again, some of the actors in this are probably good actors in their respective uh, countries but honestly probably yes it felt like a lot of weird directing everyone in this movie has a different accent and they are all speaking english i understand you'd want to sell this internationally but they say some of the weirdest shit and maybe tad daggerheart hoped some wisecrack in america it is a good name it is a good name it's a good it gets name. better on repeat there's no way it's his real name and if that it is can't be. god bless him you know, you write these lines and you're like, fucking John McClane's going to deliver these. And he's going to sell the shit out of them. You don't expect a, like, oh, a, a random Belgian dude is going to have to say this or like a French woman or an, an Israeli lady or a Swedish fucking strong man. And it's just like everything sounds so unnatural, like at the beginning it, there there's the the cop lady is sort of you know having these like offhand uh, quips with these and yeah. they all just sound like so awful and it's just like none of it is earned <laughs> none of it is no. like character building it just sounds like the sort of thing i a long time ago i took a script writing class right when mm-hmm. i lived in london and we had to write a scene right like an inciting incident scene which is you know the turning point in the first act of the movie that sort of spurs the rest of the story on and i read it back and i had fallen into that exact trap of like instead of like you know writing something set in london about some shit i knew i was like i'm fucking love action movies and american movies and whatever and i'd written this like two cops or ambulance drivers and it was the most forced wordy unnatural you know like i grew up loving kevin smith and tarantino like 
those words only work if they're coming out of the right mouths or, or you know, somehow they're either very well written, yeah. they're very well acted, the whole thing is put together great. Whatever it takes, that magic to make that work is so much harder than you think. And things yep. like this, I watch a lot of bad movies and I'm willing to cut them a lot of slack. But when you hear these sort of like things that are like meant to be throwaway, offhand quips delivered by by non-native English speakers in situations where they just don't land is so clunky yes i i took a note of one of them which uh he's torturing some guy for information at the end and he says if you move one more time i'm gonna like i'm gonna hurt you again or something something yeah and then the dude gives up the information doesn't move and he still hurts him and, and the bad guy's like i didn't move and then he says yeah but you were talking I'm like, that's not the phrase you use there. It's, but your mouth was moving right. if you want to add that. But but your mouth was is enough. How do we miss this? Clearly on the first read through, like, hey, can we change this real quick? Good note, actually. There's an obvious fucking really line. That, like, and I'm not the world's greatest script writer because I, I don't write scripts. So, and it's to bring Ed Sheeran into this. He's got a great analogy for songwriting, for instance, because that's, that's what I did as a teenager. Thank I God wrote Ed Sheeran's made an appearance finally on the podcast. <sighs> I mean, he has We've to come into most popular culture at some point. He got into Tat Lasso, Game of Thrones. He's coming onto this pod. Oh, it's the holy true. trinity. That is true. He seems uh, like a good one. <laughs> but there's a there's a documentary somewhere uh, out there of him, and he, in it, he's he's talking to a bunch of students at his uh, old school, and he talks about songwriting, and he says it's like a faucet. Uh, it's like a faucet that hasn't been turned on in a while. So when you first open it up, there's a lot of gunk that's going to come out. There's like a lot of shit. And occasionally, oh, bit of fresh water. And if you just keep that open, if you just keep writing, at a certain point, there is no real gunk anymore. It's mostly water. And it's mostly going to be good because you kind of figured out how to do it. And it's when you said that about like, and then I wrap my own writing bag. It's like, yeah, I have some of my old songs and they're terrifying because I was fucking 14. And it's, this movie horrible. is the gunk. Is what you're saying. Yes. yes. It feels like that's why it's the beer coaster right here. So, oh, this is the first thing. It's like, no, 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 no. You need to like go over it a couple times to like get out the wrinkles or yeah. get out the gunk, if you will. And like, I, I didn't move. Yeah, but you were talking. It's like, oh, but clearly, but you just tag. It's move and move. That's the like, sorry, you, we don't you still have the money delivered on your promise. On the I'm going to hurt you when you move. Because yeah. technically he did, even though you're a bit of an asshole for doing it. It's like, it's that classic. Uh, he's a yeah. good guy, but oh, you right. little rebel. Oh, of course. It's, are you Maverick? I thought you said you were going to kill me last. I lied. I it's, lied. It's that, but <laughs> the worst possible version of that. But the worst possible, yeah. where you're like, oh, it's the improv game where you don't, where you have to not rhyme. Yes. Yes. Which is fun if that is the game and it happens a couple, it happens a couple of times. But then you're also, that's a warm-up game. You don't ever really do that during a show. And that's sort uh, of what this movie feels like, is like, yeah. why is the star, I mean, essentially the star, Rico Verhoeven, mm -hmm. who is a world-famous kickboxer, why is he not kickboxing people throughout this whole movie? Why does the why Glimpses. does he not really get to do anything very cool in the There's whole movie? One cool thing where he just jacks a dude out of a car with one hand, and I want it just more of that. <laughs> I mean, that was funny. Just be the Hulk. Just he's so big. Yes, he should yeah. do m mental shit like that. At one point, at one point, he rides a bike. He chases someone on a bike, and he's so big it really looks silly. <laughs> a funny nod to it being set yes. in Amsterdam, but I dug it. It was also like yeah, ridiculous.
It's 100%. I don't know. It, it, the whole thing sort of looks like an a, like a mediocre episode of a TV show, right? That's about but, where it is. Yeah. And because there is so much logic missing, like it's so little, maybe it's cut out, who knows? But when he's in the hospital and Interpol comes and questions him and he sort of just walks out where you go like, you, that, you killed two people, mate. <laughs> how is he allowed to walk? What's happening? Just don't have him. Don't have him arrested. Then he's That's very big. Fine. He's very big, so he's allowed to do whatever he wants. I guess. Ah, uh, I don't know. I don't. Oh, know. I just read another weird line that I wrote down. It's like a wildcat in your pants. <laughs> I remember that. Don't Makes know no what sense. that is. Makes no sense. What is that? Is that a thing? I think no they mean it's a bad idea. Says that. Like, but nobody, you can't do that. It's yeah. Oh, but I do. It reminds me of like you know going to do jobs in the Netherlands, which I which I do. This is why I live in the Netherlands mm-hmm. and I will offer my USP here is that I'm a native English speaker, right? So I can do things in English that sound natural and English. And sometimes people will be like, can you just take a look at the script to, you know, pull out things that maybe you wouldn't say it like that or mm-hmm. that's not what it and it's like there's so much of that in this where I mean I don't know where Tad Daggerheart is from, but he certainly wasn't on set to go Actually, that sounds Actually, awful as you say it. Why don't we? Why don't we change it? Change it to something that you would say naturally. Like, there's no time. There's no money for this. And okay, so it, it, it's meant to be an action film. There's there's the opening scene where you're like, okay, there's some people shooting guns. I guess that in that the dark, counts. so we don't know who's shooting who. I will say this: it did seem like there was some um, physical squibs and gun shooting it wasn't too yeah. cg smoke cg muzzle flares so that's yeah. another one in the plus side we've sure. got to take them where we can at this point <laughs> after that you've got a solid 40 minutes of no action mm-hmm. just talking yep setting up this weirdly not really setting up anything no, like not really. very little happens in those 45 minutes a plot where there's a guy there's a guy who has i think lost some money some of frank grillo's money we don't know yes. how really he lost it or why. I didn't write the sentence down, but it was like the worst version of Star Trek Tech Talk where they just throw in some random words. But these all felt like random words your grandmother would know, and then it doesn't really work. There is a point in this movie, and it, um, I was thinking of having it as my action replay, but I've, I've thought of a different one, where Frank Grillo goes into this guy's office, the character of Paul, Mm-hmm. who is, I guess, an investor, a trader, someone you give your money to and you go, can you make this into more money for me, please? Yes. And he has a screen next to him that has got a very clearly comped in sort of um, stock footage shares yeah. graph on it. And then Frank Grillo goes like, "What? where's my money? And then he sort of turns the screen, which... This thing stays on that screen. Then he taps the keyboard a bit and goes, yeah, I can see what's happened here. (laughs) Whilst pointing at this screen that just basically just has like a graph on it. I mean, obviously, when they were filming the scene, that he didn't know what was going to be on it. And then, I mean, it was literally the most like student film, ridiculous... Oh God, how on earth are we going to cover this? That like, we don't have any footage of him going over to a screen. We don't see like, why, why just so many times I was like in this whole movie, I was like, why, what the choices that have led to him pointing at a screen that has 
a sort of generic like Google oh, image search, yeah. yeah, of graph goes down, lose money, but also goes back up again. By the way, oh my god, it was ba- that was baffling to me, and it made it just it sort this of made me right. hand it to like Frank Grillo for just like clearly rolling with it, just being like. This is not going to turn out to be a good movie, surely. You must know that. I just realized something. It it, it not only just doesn't uh, have logic in it, it goes out of its way to show the illogical uh, illogicalness of the situation, if that's, yeah, that's illogicality The illogicality? illogicality Um Yeah, like there's the moment when he decides to go uh, after the little girl, and um, he... Point, puts a gun to the Interpol guy's head and steals his car. There is a car right behind him. There's no reason for him. Like, but it, but it happens a lot in action movies. I think, but mostly it's like, oh, he would take the car, drive off, and then you have another scene in between, and then you cut back to, oh, they need another car, and they just take that car, and then your brain has forgotten that that car obviously was already there until you watch YouTube video pointing out the plot <laughs> hole. And you're like, yeah, whatever, but we needed this, and blah 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 blah. Yeah. But they kind of go out of their way to show like this situation is ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah. But we're gonna treat it real serious. That's it, isn't it? When Fast and the Furious is like, this is all illogical. However, we're not gonna take ourselves seriously. <laughs> it's like the sort of Venn diagram overlap of the worst things, where it's like. The, there's no logic. There's not yes. enough to sell it, but you have to. You're taking it so seriously that we're we're almost like veering into like the room territory of like, yes, oh, like this a... is like awkward to watch. <laughs> and like I can't say this enough. I watch a lot of bad action movies, and I'm very forgiving of a lot of bad acting, plotting, like nonsense. If yeah. somehow it's like. Well, that fight scene was pretty good. Somehow this movie manages to absolutely miss the mark on every yep. single thing. Yep. Apart from you've got Frank Grillo. <laughs> it's like who's doing his absolute best. I mean, most actors are doing their absolute best, yeah. but it really feels like the script and directing is letting him down. But yeah, the lot I just read a note that shows oh, there's a lock at a certain point that he needs to Oh, it's the his dead captain's like uh, army box. Oh, but yes. we don't ever see what's in it. I don't I think it's got guns, lots of guns, guns, right? Uh, Sure, probably. Um, But he goes like, do you know the combination of this lock? And she goes, yes, it's 612-612, his daughter's birthday, which pretty sure um, child wasn't born yet when he died. Well, I'm not not 100% Uh, sure. Well, I don't know about that. But worst of all, it's like 612-612. They show the lock and it's one of those classic, you know, Tumblr or yeah. Is it a Tumblr lock? Is that how you call it? Yeah. Yeah. With the numbers on it. I'm like, I've never seen one of those with 12 on it. What are you talking about? And then I quickly pause. 612, isn't it? Yeah. No, but there's only four like little uh, attorney thingies. So I'm like, what? You could have just picked a different birthday. There's well, no need for this to not deep. work. That was even that. Got I, well, at me. this point, I was hysterically laughing and angry well, at the same time. Uh, my note on that scene was, why has he carried the whole box down the stairs from the room <laughs> rather than just going, hey, what's the code to that box upstairs full of guns? Also, he could have ripped that open. He's of that course, strong. he's the Hulk. Would have been better. <laughs> I think. I, I think at this point, you know, we're sort of flogging a long, yeah, a long dead horse with these these tiny bits. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to just rinse through my notes. I think we've covered most. Oh, why is it called Black Lotus? Is that the name of the bat gang? Oh, that's that was my final note on it. I think there's. I don't. I couldn't. The tattoo doesn't shows up twice. It may have been on his arm. 
Otherwise, I don't know. Not explained. Not explained. Not one bit. It was literally when it came back up, I was like, so why the fuck was it called Black Lotus? Yeah. Is my note. I prefer it to like, at least it's better than a very generic DTV title, you know, like Revenger or X, X, well, Extraction, or, or like there's a new Liam Neeson movie coming out that is called Retribution or mm-hmm. like one of those just sort of rubbish could be anything title. So Black Lotus, good, better title, not explained enough that it's stuck in either of our heads. No. How many days did Grillo work? I'm going to, I'm going to just go through each of my notes. How many days did Grillo work? I'm saying th- three or four. Maybe I'm, I think it was being generous was with how, how quickly He's they could shoot. screen time. Yeah. How long did they get in Dam Square? An hour? Is tops, my guess? Tops. My guess is an hour. That one, is one take. As you say, the finale of the movie when finally the the boxer, Frank Grillo, who is very trained right? in boxing and is very adept physically, gets to face off with the world champion kickboxer, Rico Verhoeven. Oh man, this is going to be the worthy showdown that we've all come here for in the one hour that they've, they've had to. Fi- they've chosen to film it in Dam Square at five a.m., so it's empty. Oh god, they haven't got enough time. I'll tell you what: the best thing you want to do is have them do a sort of Mexican standoff where they don't even get near each other, and then just wrap that up within seconds. Cheers, mate. Credits. Credits. Unbelievable. What was the budget? Is my next note, which I really is probably answer to quite a lot of our concerns, but not all of them. And then I, then I just wrote, how did this get made? <laughs> Rico, question mark. Is he, 100%. Is he like, I, I don't, uh, my he's awareness is that. He's a co-producer on this. That this world, is, yeah. Is he like a multi-millionaire? Did he just throw like two or three million deals, at this? And like he, can get, he gets to work out with Kevin Hart if he wants to, like if he's okay. in LA. Like he's got friends. I'm not sure how I'm big sh- he I don't is, know if, is my question as to can he just go. He's a big name. Like people all over the world know him yeah. well, so I'm sure he's got sponsorship deals. Fair I'm sure point. his name's big enough to get some money going. Obviously, not millions and millions uh, for a project like this. Yeah. But like I said, I, it felt even when I watched the trailer, it felt like oh, you just made this, so you have a good sort of fighting sizzle reel for Hollywood that yeah. you can sort of shop around and show. Yeah, which fucking fair enough. I, I, I still hope that he does well. Fair it's not enough. Like, if, fuck you for making. If this. there was a memorable scene of him fighting in this movie, I would say. Yeah, fair which enough. there isn't really. There's there, like no. I feel like they saved all the action budget for one scene towards the end that is kind of a I would describe it as uh, John Wick if you bought it from Shine. Yeah. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, it's in a nightclub. <laughs> We've got colored LEDs everywhere. There's a couple of bits of like um, jujitsu. There's a bit where the Some lady cool jumps on someone and rolls him over. She shoots people in a fun way occasionally, mm-hmm. but none of it quite. It's, it all smacks of not enough time. It, she deserves some work out of that action sequence. She did a great job. She did, and I actually think she then she gets another fight after that with um a guy who's the big guy. Ooh, what's his name? This guy. I can't find his name. I want to say Simon Wan, because he's an Asian man who plays a sort of wily assassin. Oh yeah. And so you're like, okay, he looks like he looks like he's good at martial arts. That sounds problematic, but he does martial arts in a way that says I was gonna say he does it, yeah. yeah so okay great let's have a good showdown with those two she does all right in that meanwhile fucking rico faces off with sweden's strongest like mountain or whoever that guy is yeah, yeah. in a sort of quite boring stab fest i don't know yeah. i don't know oh that's another one where 
um, the Paul Woodley Interpol guy at a certain point, but with that same uh, assassin dude, <laughs> is in a fight and he gets cut up. And halfway through, even though he's already like bleeding profusely, goes, "Oh, you want to dance?" And within ten seconds, he's down and out and Ridiculous. killed. Ridiculous! <laughs> oh, not killed. Sorry. Ridiculous. But, oh, you want to dance? Oh God! <laughs> I mean. That was inc- that was an incredible moment Loved for me, it. where I was like, okay, that's what you say when it turns out you're a good fighter and you can actually yeah. hold your own and there's going to be a when fight. When you've been holding back, but you've already been fighting for a He's full literally, minute. oh, you want to dance? And then just gets absolutely <laughs> murdered to pieces. <laughs> what is the motivation for him saying that? It's not, it's, it, oh, it's ridiculous. So stupid. So stupid. <laughs> Okay, I think we've covered most of the notes. Oh, the, yeah, the I've, bit I've in Amstelfeld where he turns around and there's four like S and M thugs behind him suddenly, and they hit him with baseball oh, yeah. bats and wrenches. <laughs> like, or like, surely that is the moment where you're like, "Thank God, finally, we're going to see the champion kickboxer do some champion kickboxing." No rubbish. And then he gets on a bike. Whatever, John Wick. Yeah, wrote that, and then the whole end bit on the roof is sort of graded in that like day for night way where it's meant uh, to yeah. look like either very late at night or very early in the morning and it i just, think it's early in the morning supposed to be because they're come yeah they're coming out of the night so it's supposed to be early because the they have to lead up to damn square at 5 a.m somehow yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah. it just just looks cheap sorry uh, yeah a few more things before we get out from my end i don't know I, i'm just assuming so we you can want to wrap really up. shit all over this movie and, yeah, then, yeah, yeah. and then wrap up well because i just saw my last three notes uh <laughs> It says, and we're on a boat, question mark? Because some, for some fucking reason, he's on a boat. And then why was it called Black Lotus Tattoo? There's a fucking credit scene in this movie. Oh, yeah, post-credits. Worth it. Worth which it. I nearly didn't see. You weren't expecting was... Samuel L. Jackson to pop up, were you? <laughs> oh, but they try. So it really feels like with a bit of jumbling, because there's quite a few flashbacks in it as well, because when his yeah. captain gets killed, you don't give a shit because you don't know who he is. You don't know the relationship. They kind of built that very poorly within the movie with a few flashbacks. And I'm like, this this is where indie movies get a very right. And just like, we're going to uh, briefly explain to you with high intensity why this person is important to this person. Yeah. And so because then you will care what happens next. Uh, and that's why you get into ridiculous situations, but it, you know, on an emotional level, it pushes the buttons. And of course, if you don't like your emotional button push, you, you know, you also probably don't like Disney because that's all they do. Uh, it's that is that level of like, yeah, it's the it's the obvious because it kind of works really well, but but not in a super original or creative way. Um, and with a lot of the stories, like there's something there's I try to uncover, like, what's the good movie in this? And the good movie, like he's a very tr- the bad version of it, which we watched, is this is just a very troubled soldier who hasn't dealt with trauma, who goes on a killing spree to save a girl he barely knows and didn't even show up to the funeral of her father. So this is just him trying to make up for that. Retribution. Right? That's what they could have called it if they were yeah. give it a shit name. <laughs> but like the Hurt Locker is also about somebody, you know, who goes through a lot, except they show all of that, make you go through it. And then at the end, at least, because I know I didn't really like love the movie itself, but I love the final scene of him in the supermarket because we spend that entire movie in war and getting, getting into his mindset as much as we can or could in that particular setup for that movie. But it is so estranging when you see him in the supermarket and you kind of get a glimpse of what it's like to live um, with, with that kind of trauma. You go, oh, my God, that's the Denzel Washington movie, American Gangster. 
mm. has a very similar ending in as much as he's the fucking man goes to jail and then 30 years later he comes back to a world he doesn't know like that's a very interesting subject because you are a part of the world but you're not none of that like gets even mentioned or hinted no at no time for that movie. mate uh, although you did have 40 minutes at the beginning when, which <laughs> if you're so not going to fill in with action just, so much time yeah well, All right. Emil, I d- we say this a lot, but I think we could go on and on about this. Um, and I Man, feel like you've been here for quite a yeah, momentous sorry. podcast because up until this episode, the MO of this podcast has been only celebrating movies. <laughs> and, and that, it True. turns out, is a double-edged sword because, like I said earlier, there's not a good action movie every two weeks unless no. you start digging into the archives and... Everyone does that. We're trying to keep this one current. So you know what? Last last time, I promised that when the Jackie Chan John Cena movie comes out, we will watch it and talk about it on the podcast. Hell yeah, <laughs> I, Jackie Chan baby. I suspect it, it my, might my be two JCs not uh, a not dissimilar episode. Anyway, it, it, we're 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 Amsterdam. We got to talk about the local stuff. I'm. I wish it was better. And if by the grace of the Dutch gods, anyone involved in this movie hears this and would, I would love to genuinely have a, a conversation about it. I would yeah. just, I've got so many questions and I, and like I just to sort of, um, go just to cover, cover ourselves in a really sort of cowardly way. I know how hard it is just oh, yeah, to yeah, yeah. get a movie made. I don't think it's good. so. <laughs> yeah, no, so, I mean, I was about to say something very similar. Like, we both understand working on, like, a, a, a too little budget or too little time and having to figure out how you can execute the idea the best you possibly can. And you know that, like, this is not the best it could be, but under the circumstances, it is. Yeah. And, we, yeah, I would be interested to know what the circumstances are. With that said, I cannot recommend anyone watches this movie. No, it's please not. absolute dog shit. So, that's how we're going to end it. <laughs> but please come and talk to us. Um, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry to everyone. Uh, it just feels like nothing got said no to, but not in a good way. No. I, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's some things in it that, that aren't awful. Um, All right. But... Yeah, I, I cannot recommend anyone watches this. So uh, I hope you've enjoyed the podcast. Anyway, uh, Emil, thanks so much. Uh, oh, action replay. Oh, shit. Let me uh, rewind quickly for the action replay moment. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> he just does, he does the actual jingles live. Sorry. I love that. Yeah, what is your action replay moment? I bet it's going to be the same as mine. Oh, well, I have, uh, I'll give my two, it's literally just the cool two, the two cool things that I saw in this movie, Yes, which is right at the beginning, there's a, a cool shot uh, because of a smoke bomb in which somebody like, and it's backlit. So it's kind of, um, so you just see the shadows work, but it's very short and they don't pay it off as well as I hope with like, then you need to walk through that smoke and like action hero reveal, but they don't do that, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was a cool shot. Yes. And at the end, there's a moment where the big dude gets stabbed in the back. Uh, yeah. His chest can't reach it. And that falls down and the knife goes through. I was like, that was a nice moment. That was okay, actually. Yeah, that was an all right yeah. payoff. Yeah. Yeah. My, you didn't get mine, which is quite oh. good. I mean, my first one was the screen in the guy's office with the stocks on it, because mm-hmm. I thought that was so incredible. So silly. But my actual, <laughs> it's not it's not action, but I remember I was bored and then this happened. <laughs> And I was like, oh, that's a good idea. Well executed. 
was uh, a dead body is hung off a bridge in a canal and one of those tourist canal boats goes underneath it and everyone's like, ah, and then it kind of squeaks like along yeah, that was the fun. glass roof. And I was like, yeah. that's a good gag. Well executed, actually. Well done. It was at that point, I think it was too far out of it because my brain immediately went, How this is clearly somewhere during the day. It was noticed absolutely before this, and nobody the logistics called. of getting Fuck a off. dead body uh, uh, suspended above this canal are impossible in Amsterdam. Uh, you'd never get a permit. This is like there's so many people around, go away, <laughs> don't no. All right, but yeah, it, the idea was fun. 100%. Sorry, <laughs> that was the all over your celebratory <laughs> action replay moment <laughs> where sorry. we try to polish. This turd one more time. Sorry. That brings us to the end of this episode of Dodges Action Movies Unleashed. I hope next time we will be back with something that we're more excited about. But in the meantime, Emil, thank you so much for joining us on this Dutch special edition. (laughs) (laughs) Please tell people where they can find you on the internet in your finest Dutch accent. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, emil.struiker. No, that's it, emil.struiker. Uh, or uh, Fireside Panda. Fireside Panda. <laughs> I love that. And the fact the that Fireside you- Panda account is just the stuff I make at Boom Chicago. There's zero context to it. Um, my only thing would be get very high and scroll through it. That it might be fun. Otherwise, Fair. I think it's fucking terrible. Probably. <laughs> I also like that it was Emil Bunt. Yes, but for the non-Dutch speakers is dot Emil dot Spelt S T R U I. J K E R. Got it. I, I wobbled a bit on the J, but I remembered it was in there. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. If you want to um, follow uh, the podcast on Twitter, it's at Dodge This Pod. Uh, me at Simon Fielder on Twitter and Instagram. Of course, Matthew still exists. He's still out there somewhere, and hopefully, we can lure him back in for next time. If you like the show, give it a rate and a review on your favorite platform. And if you're an insane wealthy benefactor, you can um, do a subscribe, and that means we get actual money for making this. Which, which, as I say it out loud, feels ridiculous. But if if people knew how much time and effort it takes to make a podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. maybe they would yeah, I love yeah, yeah. I love the idea that there's fans enough that would be like yeah I will give you I will give you three euro 100%, a month yeah. they should love it in the meantime we'll catch you next time still haven't come up with a good outline for this Emil can you say a good um, Dutch a good Dutch goodbye for us I'll say I'll take a line from Black Lotus please is that decaf <laughs> Is it decaf? <laughs>